Hello everyone, and welcome to Downsizing, the podcast where we try and figure out when the office actually ended, because everyone would have been fired. My name is Curtis, and I'll be your host, and with me is my co-host and resident office expert, Antoinette. Hey everybody. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 20, Drug Testing. In this episode, Dwight conducts an investigation, Michael has a crisis, and Jim can't talk. This episode's cold open lays out the premise of the entire episode in that Dwight has found half of a joint in the Dunder Mifflin parking lot. Which is sort of an absurd thing if you think about it a little bit because he would have been sort of scouring the parking lot, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, how would he really have properly distinguished half a joint from the end of a cigarette? I mean, it doesn't... I don't put it past Dwight to scour the parking lot just for any contraband or whatever. So. Sure, it's part of his uh, assumed security duties. Right. So that's pretty much all we get out of the cold open. Correct. We do see him interviewing Kevin because as part of Dwight's investigation into this half a joint, he is doing a full-blown investigation that includes interviews with everyone in the office. So the cold open shows him interviewing Kevin and naming off some of the signs of someone uh, being high. And he's asking Kevin who this reminds him of. And Kevin's like, hey, you're talking about me. And it's just slow moving, dull witted, lack of motivation, things like that. Right. And so, as you said, Dwight will conduct interviews with just about everyone in the office in this throughout this episode. He talks to Oscar, and the premise for why he talks to Oscar is pretty absurd. Yeah. He says that Oscar went to Mexico one time for his great-grandmother's funeral when he was five. So Dwight thinks that maybe Oscar's a drug mule. So, so terrible. Dwight also interviews Kelly, Phyllis, and Creed, as well as Jim, and goes back and sort of re-interviews Ryan after the interview with Kelly, because he felt like he learned more information that Ryan was withholding. But in true Ryan fashion, he wasn't taking it seriously, nor should he really. In his interaction with Ryan, Dwight uses the cop show trope of... We can do this the easy way or the hard way. And Ryan asks him, what's the hard way? And Dwight doesn't really understand that trope because the hard way is the hard way for Dwight. Right. It is much harder for Dwight. Not necessarily the, I'm going to beat this information out of you right. that, it, that it should be. And so Dwight basically just lays out the process of having to go to the actual sheriff's office, and that sheriff then has to get an order from the judge who then... Has to grant a search warrant. Right, yes. And the whole reason, let's talk about the reason that Dwight feels compelled to conduct such an investigation. Sure. In Dwight's spare time, he's a volunteer sheriff's deputy with the Lackawanna County Sheriff's Department. (laughs) Which means... I'm not quite sure what it means because I don't know how someone can be a volunteer 
uh, law enforcement officer, but he does have a uniform and he does take it very seriously. And he tells the camera that he did not join the Lackawanna County Sheriff's Department as a volunteer to make friends. And by the way, he has not made friends. <laughs> and I think it's because of how serious he takes the job. And there's a little, there's a mix of Dwight seemingly wanting to be like a detective. For sure. And we saw that a few episodes back when he investigated Oscar's sick day. Yeah. And then there's also just him wanting to have like authority and power over people. And so it's just the perfect mix in this volunteer job. For sure. In his interviews with Phyllis and Creed, he shows them a picture of marijuana. And he asks Phyllis, do you know what this is a picture of? And she says, marijuana. And he's like, how do you know that? And she's like, it's labeled. <laughs> and then Creed identifies the specific strand of marijuana he is seeing. And Dwight, clearly not knowing anything <laughs> about drugs, dismisses it and says, no, it's marijuana. <laughs> so Creed, who probably actually was the one that did it, probably. <laughs> is now not a, is not a suspect anymore. However... It is the interview with Jim where we get a very good moment in this show. I'm just saying that you can't be sure that it wasn't you. That's ridiculous. Of course it wasn't me. Marijuana is a memory loss drug, so maybe you just don't remember. I would remember. Well, how could you if it just erased your memory? That's not how it works. Now, how do you know how it works? Knock it off, okay? I'm interviewing you. No, you said that I'd be conducting the interview when I walked in here. Now, exactly how much pot did you smoke? So this is a just a great example of the chemistry that Rain Wilson and Jim Krasinski have. Like John Krasinski. John, Jim, whatever. Yeah. Um, just that they're able to have these kind of scenes all the time. Yes. It, this is a nice precursor to one of my favorite episodes in season five when there is this back and forth um, with Jim and Dwight. And Jim always slightly has the upper hand on wit let's say for sure he's just quick on his feet and so he's kind of putting Dwight always on the defensive and you see that in this scene this back and forth where Dwight isn't quite sure how to respond or where he's gonna go um and you can tell just some people are complying with Dwight's interviews but no one is really all that bothered by this and quite frankly, this episode is a little outdated now. Uh, you know, we live in a state now that recreational marijuana is legal. Medicinal marijuana has been legal for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And there are several other states in the country where marijuana is legal. So it just doesn't have that danger label attached to it like it once did. For sure. I would say. For sure. Dwight does conduct one more interview and that is with Angela. And it is more of a formality than anything because he tells her she, that he knows she didn't do it, but he can't show any favoritism. And so he just starts laying into her as if he would anyone else. And Angela is enjoying this. Yeah. She, for such a um, uptight judgmental apparently christian individual 
she has some kinks probably i would imagine and also she just is weird about authority things and what's funny to me about the whole episode is the interviews weren't really all that necessary if you think about it because after dwight conducts the interviews and then he says he'll let everyone know what he's found in his investigation so far all he really had to do was call corporate because according to the corporate policy if there are drugs found on the premises everyone is subject to a drug test within 24 hours and this may or may not have solved this question but the one-on-one interviews really aren't all that necessary given that there's going to be drug testing right and now that i think of it that probably should have been on toby to initiate all that he kind of dropped the hr ball there right so it is at this point that michael enters the episode as kind of a focal point. Mm -hmm. He had mostly just been making fun of Dwight up to this point. Right. And it is when he hears that drug testing will be mandatory for everyone in the office that he kind of changes his tune. He gets a little more worried. (laughs) And it is really in true Michael fashion as to why he would be worried about this. And he explains why in an interstitial with the camera. Two nights ago, I went to an Alicia Keys concert at the Montage Mountain Performing Arts Center. I scored these great aisle seats. Anyway, after the opening act, this beautiful girl sits down next to me, and I never get to meet girls with lip rings, and she had one. I don't know exactly how this happened, but one of her friends started passing around some stuff, and they said that it was clove cigarettes, and I'm sure that it was clove cigarettes. Everybody in the aisle is doing it. Everything about that situation is just very michael how do you feel about the fact that he went to an alicia keys concert by himself probably in where like i i mean alicia keys is a talented artist yeah i like her i would not choose to go see her on my own on what might have been like a Monday? Yeah, like a Tuesday night or something. And then what's always fascinating to me is how enamored he is with the woman with the lip ring. Right. Like this amazing thing that she has. So yes, Michael is extremely paranoid, probably for no reason, but he wants to cover his bases. He first does this by trying to essentially make it seem like there's no way he would ever do any drugs he's just above suspicion right so he calls a meeting in the conference room the table's in the room this time by the way yes and is just essentially having almost a dare seminar that's what i wrote down (laughs) michael has now he went from making fun of dwight for being a narc and saying he just loves chi and chong and whatever to becoming a dare officer and saying Drugs will ruin your life. This is the worst possible thing. You know, I'm not into doing alcohol. I'm not into smoking drugs. Just a very clear, (laughs) like, if there was any more evidence that Michael was not the person that did this, it's the fact that he uses the phrases smoking drugs (laughs) and doing alcohol. alcohol. And it really just kind of hammers home the point that 
Ryan makes earlier in the episode in an interstitial with the camera where he says that Michael probably has never done any drugs. He probably hasn't even had anybody offer them to him. (laughs) Yes. Oh, goodness. So in this meeting, Michael has written down a list of drugs. And on this list is crack, cocaine, pot, blow, acid, hookah, heroin, and speed. So a comprehensive list of drugs. Yes. A, a Definitely a couple notes on this <laughs> list. First, as Toby points out, hookah is not a drug. It is... It is a way to ingest marijuana, but that's not its primary use. It can be used to for tobacco, flavored tobaccos, things like that. Second, he has cocaine and blow on here, <laughs> which are the same thing. You can tell that his list comes from pop culture references. For sure. And that he just is remembering things he saw like from a movie. And so he doesn't realize, again, similar to Dare a little bit, where they're like, you know, these are the same things, so here's the official name, but here's the street name right. or something like that. And then, best of all, and I had never noticed this before, and you pointed this out while we were watching the episode, he has spelled heroin, H-E-R-O-I-N-E, so like a female hero. Just lots of uh, fun mistakes all around there. And no one is really taking him seriously in this meeting. And people rightfully point out, you were just making fun of Dwight earlier. And he says it was a test. This is my favorite part when Michael does this. It was a test. I wanted to see if anybody else would stand up for Dwight and really show how anti-drug that they were. Right. (laughs) And kind of hearkening back to the pop culture things, he says this thing about Cheech and Chong movies and how hilarious they are. (laughs) But he says something about, like, what, just imagine how funny they'd be if they didn't smoke pot. And it, it just because that's literally the entire premise of, of their the, movies. Of the whole like, franchise. Right. So he uses this entire meeting as a way to absolve himself from testing or from suspicion. Right. And said, basically, it's, it's pointless to test me. And that's it, what he tries to, he tries to hone in on Dwight and say, I... I don't need to be tested. Right. And Dwight is still taking his role very seriously and says, no, everyone will be tested. And so that attempt by Michael to get out of this has failed. (laughs) Pretty miserably. Right. So he then gets a little more desperate and he calls Dwight into his office and tells him the situation as to why he thinks he may test positive in this test and if anyone had used their head about this michael and dwight i mean michael didn't know if it really was a clove cigarette or what it was that he accepted from the woman at the alicia keys concert and he said he may have gotten high but i feel like he would have known that maybe um I can't imagine that Michael would know what that feels like or somebody could have just given him a a regular cigarette and Michael may have assumed that it was a clove cigarette 
or a joint for that matter and it would have been like the placebo effect on him where he all of a sudden is just like whoa what's going on yeah though that's true so michael says to dwight that he needs his urine and explains the situation and says dwight you've got to do this for me kind of giving dwight no choice but dwight's and at first she was not going to explain the situation but dwight said no i'm not going to do it and Dwight is really conflicted here. I, I do feel bad for him in this episode because he is very loyal to Michael for some reason and just worships the ground that he walks on. Right. But he also takes the job of his volunteer sheriff deputy very seriously. Mm-hmm. And he wants to uphold the oath that he took upon becoming the sheriff deputy. And the rest of the episode... We see him very conflicted. He has a conversation with Angela. And Angela says, you know, I will never give you my permission. And at that point, he's decided he's going to do it. Yes. He's chugging water. But you see him on the stairs just agonizing and thinking about it. And and Michael has given him a coffee cup. Yeah. To pass over the urine sample. And I don't know what it says. It says Michael's... Spit sample, it looks like. Oh, gross. Okay. Okay, so yeah, he's just carrying this around. And even after he has peed in the cup, he's still uncertain if he's going to give it to Michael. He's kind of pacing back and forth, goes up to Michael's office door, walks away, stands there, really not sure what he wants to do here. Right. In the end, he does end up giving the urine to Michael and Dwight is very ashamed at this fact to the point that he takes his volunteer Lackawanna County Sheriff's uniform to the Sheriff's Department courthouse whatever and he turns it in he resigns his post very sad and he tells that to Michael because Michael is celebrating Passing the drug test. Right. Which I'm not sure how you would have known that already. And Dwight's dressed just in a regular business suit now and tells Michael, you know, I I did, I broke my oath, so I resigned. And Michael does feel bad at this point. And he feels so bad that he decides to make Dwight the honorary security advisor for Dundermith and Scranton. Not sure what that entails, it's mostly just an honorary title similar to assistant to the regional manager that comes with a badge. And probably the Lacka- volunteer Lackawanna County Sheriff. I can't imagine that when they, the Sheriff's Office bestowed this honor on Dwight, they would have imagined that he would be conducting investigations. And he's yeah. probably... I have to imagine Dwight probably has tried to pull somebody over at some point oh, as yes. well. Yes. So kind of the C plot to the investigation by Dwight and the crisis that Michael is having is just kind of a joke between Jim and Pam. It starts when Jim is doing impersonations of people in the office And he is doing one of Stanley, and he is doing this for Pam and Oscar. And after he completes his impression, Stanley comes out of the bathroom, and 
He's like, is that supposed to be me? <laughs> and Stanley says he doesn't think that's very funny. And after he has left the little break area there, Pam and Jim turn to each other and say, I don't think that's very funny in Stanley's voice. Yeah. At the same time. So because they are children, Pam calls Jinx on Jim and says, you have to buy me a Coke. And so they go to the vending machine and the Cokes are all sold out. Yes. So Pam is very rigid in her rules of Jinx. Yeah. And she says that Jim cannot talk until he manages to buy her a Coke. And so this continues on for the rest of the day, pretty much. So Jim, Jim's already done his interview with Dwight, but he cannot communicate at all. And I can't tell if it's only in Pam's presence or in general, because it does seem to be in general. It's, it is in general because at one point he is having a quote conversation with Kelly and Kelly is just going on and on and on and on about this date she went on and this dress that she bought. (laughs) For the date and everything, and Jim is just sitting there taking it. Like right, he is nodding along. Yep. And Pam comes in later. Yes. And so Pam says, Hey, Michael's having a meeting in the conference room, but we have a couple minutes, so you should definitely finish your conversation. Uh, which is, she's just kind of torturing Jim here because he really can't For get sure. away from Kelly. Yeah. Then in the middle of the conference room meeting, Pam says, You know who has a really compelling story about a family member that got caught up in drugs? It's Jim. And Michael says, oh, tell us. Because Michael is just eating this all up. And Jim kind of shoots her a look. He stands up like he's going to tell the story. Takes a couple breaths. Seems to think about it. And then starts to break down. Like he is so moved and still upset by the memory of this story that he just can't do it. So he sits down and then he sort of puts his head in his hands like he's crying. And Pam is blown away. Didn't think that Jim had it in him. Didn't see it coming sort of thing. Right. Which I guess begs the question, what were the consequences? Right. What of, would happen? Yeah. Like, is what's Pam going to do about it? Really probably just lord it over him, right. I guess. And then there's another point where she's sort of, they're sitting together in the break room. I'm not sure how many breaks they get in this day. Several. Uh, And she's just saying, it looks like you want to tell me something. Jim, you can tell me anything. In his face, and John Krasinski plays this really well. Because he sort of gets contemplative a bit. And there's this yearning look where it's like, He really does have something he wants to tell her. Yeah, he moves from, in this scene, he moves from going along with the joke and just kind of like, yes, yep, I know, yes, I can't talk, to exactly what you said, where when Pam is saying, you can tell me anything, and you really look like you have something to say, he, he, we know, he definitely does. It hits a nerve with him. Um, because I'm sure, and there have been points where he feels like he's get working up the courage to do so and tell Pam how he feels and he just can't. So this moment just really needles at that quite a bit. And it gets to Pam as well. It does. Because she can see the look on his face that maybe not necessarily that there is something to tell, but she kind of realizes that 
she has not been able to talk to Jim, which is... And she gets uncomfortable. Right. So, later in the episode, we see Pam come back from somewhere. (laughs) Another break. Yeah. And she pulls a Coke out of her pocket and puts it on Jim's desk and just says, buy this from me. You know, I haven't talked to you all day. It sucks. Just yeah. buy it from me. She, she's like, something's clearly going on with Dwight. I want to know what's happening. Tell me what's up. Yeah. So Jim gives her a dollar, gives the Coke back to Pam, and they just have this we This entire interaction was super weird. How so? Well, because Pam wonders how Phyllis, you know, realized that Sure. There was something between Jim and Pam. This interaction has happened in the open. Out like, in the open, yeah, yeah. this is, everybody can see this. Everybody can hear Pam say, hey, I haven't talked to you all day, and it's been terrible. Mm-hmm. And then just after Jim is able to talk, just this, it is a very lovey-dovey, like, yeah. hey. It's how Curtis says hi to me. And so, <laughs> like, it is it's like they lost it's like they forgot that they were friends yeah. and that is like oh we're dating now yeah and the then, filter yeah. came down and so it is just a very odd interaction that i mean no one would ever have yeah so then jim fills her in tells her that dwight's been carrying around his pee in a cup all day and the, just the whole uh fiasco there and they're splitting the coke and and they're talking. And so to end the episode, Jim's having a one-on-one with a camera and he's reflecting on the day and he's reflecting on the relationship between Dwight and Michael. And he says, why does he, meaning Dwight, do the things that he does for Michael? What is he getting out of that relationship? And then it cuts to credits. And it's very much a indictment a little bit on Jim and Pam's relationship. Yes. And as we've talked about many times before, what is poor Jim getting out of the relationship with Pam? I think that they both continuously trick themselves into thinking that they are just friends. Yeah. There's And there's no other feeling. Because anytime they are approached with the fact that this could be something more than that, they do a lot of denial. Yes. Oh, so much denial. And there's a lot of denial that will happen even as we continue into season three. Curtis, do you have any experience with drug testing? Not random drug testing. I mean, any job I've ever gotten... Yeah, required a... Required a drug drug test. test, but I don't believe I have ever been randomly selected to take a drug test. Have you? Yes. So my freshman year, college volleyball, uh, NCAA rules say every so often, so many members of a team have to be tested. So just randomly, I can't remember if it was first semester or second semester, but my number was chosen. So you have to get up at 6 a.m. You get a call at 6 a.m. Your athletic trainer has to come with you so yeah you're in the bathroom doors completely open you're just peeing out in front peeing in a cup in front of somebody it is 
incredibly awkward, like, because they're trying to make it not awkward and just, like, making conversation. You're like, let's just yeah, not. Yeah, like, let me just take care of this. Yeah, we recognize the situation. So, yes. And it was my, it had to be my sophomore year, actually, because another member of the team also randomly selected ate a lemon poppy seed muffin every morning. And you know how poppy seed can sometimes show up as uh, the heroin, the same. Opium. Opioids, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was another thing of like, okay, what's your diet like? Do right. we have any reason to suspect? So, yes, not not fun. And I am not like maybe Dare stuck with me. I'm just not that interested in marijuana. Like I know it's sure. legal in my state now and stuff. So I didn't have any reason to worry. I don't have any reason to worry now, uh, sort of thing. But yeah, every job, again, every job I've had, yeah, it does require a a drug sample or a drug test sample. Right. So, since that was the end of the episode, yes. let's go to the annex with Antoinette and find out any fun facts about this episode. So, just a couple, and Curtis pointed this out. Michael has a Band-Aid on his left ring finger in several of the scenes of this episode. So, what happened is Steve Carell injured his finger earlier in the week uh, while they were filming and he couldn't get his wedding ring to come off. His finger was so swollen. Huh. So they just decided to put a Band-Aid around it. Sure. And this episode was actually the last episode they filmed for season two, even though it's um, episode 20 and there's a couple more to go. Uh, there's actually two more after this, but it was the last one that they actually filmed before taking a break, which I think is really interesting. Um, and I, I know how that happens when you film out of order and stuff, but... The fact that they would have filmed this, filmed Casino Night before they filmed this one sort of does inform a little bit of some of the scenes. I'm curious if they get, like, plot out of the way first. Mm-hmm. I could see that, yeah. That they just move through, you know, they, they run through, all right, the linking storylines are going to be Jim and Pam's relationship. Mm-hmm. So let's we're going to shoot all the episodes that center around moving that forward and then they're done and then it's like all right we got 20 episodes out of that we need you know three more two more whatever and that's how you get episodes like this or take your daughter to work day yeah i don't know enough about tv production to know how that actually works but that would be fascinating to know yeah obviously you start with a premise and you have big picture ideas, but then how do you drill down and get 22 minutes? And I know there's a lot of deleted scenes because one of the deleted scenes uh, actually shows the Vance refrigeration workers smoking and discarding the joint. So oh, that's right. who, that's actually who would have been uh, the culprit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Firings for this episode. What do you think? We have two. Yes. We have Dwight for probably for in, Conducting an investigation in an unofficial yeah. manner, I I have to imagine that not only does he not have the authority to do that through the Lackawanna County Sheriff's Department, he definitely doesn't have the authority to do that through Dunder Mifflin. Yeah, to interrogate and harass his coworkers. Right. And if he doesn't get fired for that, he definitely gets fired for the fact that he provided... Michael with clean urine, yeah. 
which means we also lose Michael for asking for and accepting and, accepting and, using. and using Dwight's clean urine. Mm-hmm. So Dwight gets fired. It's his third firing this season. Oh, wow, only three. And his fourth overall. Michael gets fired. It is his ninth firing this season and his 12th overall. Really low numbers for Dwight. I had suspected more, but... I mean... Annoyance doesn't equal fireable offense. Right. Dwight often does things that probably are borderline. Yeah. Would would probably get some verbal reprimands. Yeah. Maybe a suspension here and there, but never anything too egregious to where he gets fired. Do you have a Dundee Award to give out? I do. My Dundee is the best storyteller, and that goes to Kelly. (laughs) Um, not necessarily because she tells really good stories, but she was able to get two very extended stories out in yeah, this episode. And I have true. to imagine that that is a record for her. That is true. Do you have a Dundee? Uh, yes. My Dundee award for the most awkward confirmation of sexual protection goes to Angela and Dwight, uh, who clearly have not actually had that conversation in person, uh, but tried to have it in front of the accounting department. Yes. Because before Dwight, I'm not even sure why he was asking this, but... If something were to come up in the drug test. Yeah, so he's asking everybody what prescription meds they take. He asked Kevin, what meds do you take besides Rogaine? Which Kevin wasn't even on. And then he asked Angela, what prescription drugs are you on? And she says none. And he's like, are you sure you're not on any? And then she sort of gives him a look, and Oscar and Kevin are both just slack-jawed, staring at this interaction, like, what is going on? And so the look, you know, Angela's communicating this, like, you know, giving him this sour face, and then Dwight's like, whew, okay, good. Where I'm like, what? This is, this is how you're finding this out? Right. So not great, not great. Everyone should have those conversations up front. For sure. Who is your employee of the month? So I picked Jim, and I only picked this because of John Krasinski doing such a great job acting without words. Uh, So I just thought that was impressive. Okay. What about you? I have similar reasonings as you. I Mm -hmm. picked Dwight because this is very much Rain Wilson's episode. Yeah, he does a really good job. I think this and Dwight's speech really showcase his abilities. Yeah, and so just his interactions with everyone in the office and just the ways that he is going about his investigation, he does a very good job of showing how committed he is to this, yet how hapless he is at it as well. So, yeah, Rain Wilson just does a very good job in this episode. Agree. So that does it for us. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at DownsizingPod to get all the latest updates on episodes. And be sure to keep listening to us on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate us, subscribe, do whatever you got to do there. Yeah. And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.